All right. Hello, hello, hello. This is Leslie Payne, the host of my new podcast, Why Not Today? And this is season one, episode two. I did one two weeks ago. My launch was in honor of my dad on his birthday. And so this is our second episode. And so got some good food feedback from people and I was trying to figure out who to interview that has been courageous and has made a difference in my life. And it kept coming back to me, my friend Meg Donnelly, who is a massage therapist and owns a business called Nova Weekend Warriors. And Meg, you were actually instrumental in me starting my podcast because you did one and interviewed me on it. And then we talked about it several times and you were instrumental in helping me get started. So why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little about you. Um, oh, actually, before we do that, I always like talking about connections. And it's always fun for me, the connections of how I met somebody to go back through the trail. So I know I met Meg when you started your business through the chamber, but the first day I really, I think, connected you with you and got to know you was when we were at Pino's Palette with Robin and we were doing an event and I was there with Mary Kay and you were there doing massages. And it was only five years ago, which seems crazy because I feel like I've known you forever, but it popped up on my feed and Robin's the other day that we connected five years ago on Facebook. So. That's where we connected. And of course, I instantly fell in love with you and love your friendship and your inspiration and your courage. And so would love for you to introduce yourself. Uh, well, first of all, Leslie, thank you so much. I think that your everything that you just said is absolutely right. I think that um, it's amazing to me. It just feels like we've had a connection for so much longer uh, than five years. Uh, and, um, and I think that speaks a lot to that, you know, what, what a connector you are and, um, kind of just the person that you are. And I think there would be no other fitting place for the, us to meet than at Pino's palette, because I think that, uh, Robin is, is similar is someone you're just drawn to right away. And so, Absolutely. um, and she's got that perfect environment for setting up kind of, you know, uh, uh just that genuine fun and um, endearing space uh, to kind of, you know, get to know people better. So yeah, absolutely. And I feel like once we met, it was just, it clicked. And right after that, we were, you know, thick as thieves, so. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, we're gonna kind of hear about your story and everything, but tell us a fun fact about McDonald's that people might not know. Ah, a fun fact. Okay, I would say, that something that that maybe is fun uh, that people might not know about me is that um, I am included in, as a uh, Guinness World Record holder. Really, I did not know that. And yeah. what did you do, Miss McDonald? Okay, so yeah, so you know maybe we're stretching just a little bit there. Mm -hmm. But um, we when I'm uh, originally from Jersey, and when I moved back to Jersey. Uh, as in Asbury Park, every year they would have a zombie walk and it was the okay. coolest thing. So it started out really small and it was just, it was great because like the first year it was pretty small and then everyone would be like eating at the outdoor alfresco restaurants and all of a sudden you'd just see all these people dressed up as zombies with their hands out like walking down the street and dragging their legs down the street and <laughs> making the zombie noises. And it was hilarious. Well, of course you do that once. And then the next year, then everybody comes and brings their kids and brings their friends. And so groups of us would go every year 
and they would have a big, huge, um, they had a carousel house that no longer had a carousel, but they would do makeup in. So you'd go, you'd pay to get your makeup done professionally, and then you oh, wow. would do the zombie walk. And so one year they had Guinness uh, show up and count everybody. And we were counted as the uh, largest, uh, I think it was like the largest zombie walk uh, in history. We lost it the following year to another location. And then the year after that, we gained it back again. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's so much fun. I love that. Fun yeah. fact. All right. So this podcast is called Why Not Today? And it talks about courage and doing those things that took courage to do. And so I know some of your backstory. So what are some of the, first of all, let me ask you, what does courage mean to you? Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, I think courage is, uh, for, for me in this moment, uh, would be, you know, overcoming obstacles um, and, and kind of embracing and understanding the, the fear that comes along with that. Okay, love that. So let's talk about things that you did in your life that took courage. That you said, why not today? Yeah, so uh, it's really interesting because when we talked about why not today, there are certainly some things that I do very quickly and say, why not today and make that decision immediately. And then there are other things uh, that I've, I've done in my life that um, uh, uh, might've seemed like a quick decision, but actually um, took a long time in the making. So the first thing that comes to my mind is switching careers, right? So I was in the hospitality industry for over 20 years, um, uh, 15 of which was set, spent in sales and marketing. And, um, uh, and, 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 and just Oops, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can okay. you hear me? Froze for a second. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, well, let's just I, keep going because it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's life, right? So exactly. you know, I'm going to turn off the Wi-Fi on my phone. Okay. We'll keep going. Absolutely. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> so, uh, so I would say, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is switching careers. Um, I had been in the hotel industry for 20 plus years, 15 of which was, was in sales and marketing. Um, and I decided to leave uh, actually, I was, I was not happy for a long time. And um, there were happy aspects of my job, but overall I knew I was itching to do something new. And I had been saving money to figure out if I wanted to go back to school or what I wanted to do. And I wasn't quite sure yet. And I had a conversation with my husband and we decided, why not today? Exactly. And I decided to leave without knowing what I was going to do next. Um, and, you know, so I could have said, why not today and come up with good reasons in the past, but I had laid some groundwork by, you know, making sure I was putting money into a fund every week, right? The, right. the career that I had allowed me the opportunity to have some extra income that I could over time put aside. And so, but I would say for about 10 years, I probably could have done it sooner and I didn't, right? For right. fear and for, you know, um, 
you have to, you have to have a job. And, you know, there were certain things that I just felt like you had to do. Um, uh, But, you know, it was one conversation that I had where we really sat down and we said, why not today? And I said, there's no reason not to. Why be miserable one day morning, one day more? I've, I've set myself up to be able to do this. And now I just need to do it. And so that's what I did. So I, I, I left the hotel industry um, and uh, 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 they were kind enough because I did have some opportunities to uh, help my father out who was having some issues at the time. And so I went on a leave of absence at first um, uh, so that I could focus on him. And then when it was time to come back, I realized like, I don't, I don't want to come back. And so that's when I actually um, fully left. And then I took about six months to really figure out who I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. Um, but during that time, I, I broke my wrist. And when I broke my wrist, um, physical therapy was amazing. Um, and they did uh, such amazing work with getting me back on board that I looked into that. Um, but I had a lot of pain management issues with my injury. And so my physical therapist recommended massage as well, in addition to physical therapy. And I couldn't believe the effects that that had on me. It brought my pain levels down. It brought my anxiety down. It it, it really helped a lot of bringing me out of fight or flight, which I think I had been in almost for like 20 years straight. And it brought me more into that rest and digest that relaxing mode. Um, And so that's when I decided that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to massage school, went to massage school to become a massage therapist. That's awesome. I love that story. And I knew that's one of the reasons I want to interview you is I love brave people that leave corporate America and how we're trapped in that like has to, I have to work, I have to have a job, I have to have this cookie cutter kind of world. And fortunately I was raised by a father that owned his own business. And so I watched that and watched that model. And it was interesting when I left my job 22 years ago, left corporate America, everybody's like, what are you gonna do about insurance? That was the big question everybody wanted to ask. I'm like, you can buy it just like everybody does in corporate America. You just pay for it different ways. Like I can make the money to pay for it, corporate America, you're paying for it with being miserable and not having time off and not having a life. So uh, that was awesome. You took that courage to say, why not today? And so one of my next question was when you kind of answered it is you think, did you think about it for a long time? And obviously you thought about it. And then, you know, what was that motivation or tipping point that made you just say, why not today? So it was a discussion with your husband. Well, um, yeah, I think it was a discussion with my husband first. And, um, uh, you know, just to go back a little bit. Yeah, obviously, like I said, it it did take me a long time to get there. There was a lot of thought into it. Um, And, you know, I I come from a um, I I don't come from a a background where, you know, there was a lot of wealth or anything that could kind of sustain me on my own. So certainly I why not today would have been answered because financially I can't. And that definitely would have been the case in my um, early 20s. There was no right. way I could change. And even into my 30s, there was no way I could, I, I could, you know, I could make that happen. Um, but I think what I was able to do back then is 
I was able to, I wasn't able to act on it, but I was able to realize that this wasn't really what I wanted to do with my life. And so I was able to put some things into place to prepare myself for when I would be ready. And that was, you know, um, you know, I mean, honestly, that was eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So I could put a little bit of money into that account to get ready, you know, to do the next thing. Um, And there were certainly times in my life where I did not have the money to be able to put money aside. And so that kind of would stretch things out a little bit more. Right. But so I think that, you know, I also, though, I did have a lot of privilege. And so when I was struggling, I was able to move in with my sister and we were able to split rent. I was able to, you know, work with other people that were able to kind of like help me bridge that gap. Um, And that certainly got me there sooner than, you know, and not everybody has that privilege. Um, But yeah, I think there were two things that happened. Obviously, one was the conversation with my husband. Um, The second thing was, to be honest with you, I made a pretty big mistake at work. And I made that mistake because I had been spinning plates for years and I had been juggling more than I could handle for years. And one of those balls dropped. And it was the Mm -hmm. first time one of those balls dropped and there was, and and something, you know, kind of happened as a result of that. Um, Always in the past, you know, you could drop it, but without anyone looking, you'd pick it back up and no one even noticed, you know, and you were able to go or you did, you know, this, um, you did so many amazing things that those little kind of things that fell didn't really matter so much. And um, when all of that started to build and then started to crumble, that's when I realized like, wow, I, now I'm not even able to do my job successfully anymore. I could do it successfully before, even though I was unhappy. And now I realize that I can't even be successful. So it's, it's really time for me to refocus my efforts. Um, and the last thing was my dad needed some extra support. And so it seemed that those three things together just lined up perfectly for me to be able to say, why not today? Because it has to be today because it's important for my health my family's health and my happiness. So true. I mean, we do get to that point and luckily you had put things in place. And one thing you said is you did have privilege, but I would say you had grit too. Like you were preparing and you'd sacrifice instead of saying, I'm going to go out and do fun things. You know, as a younger age, it's tempting to go hang out with your friends and spend lots of money on not so important things. But you were able to say, okay, I'm going to eat peanut butter. I'm going to live with my sister. It wasn't convenient. It wasn't probably easy. But we make those sacrifices. Yeah, um, absolutely. And we still had fun. You know, I just went to like oh, a yeah. beer night instead of going exactly. to uh, martini <laughs> You bars. get smart. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting to kind of how our stories dovetailed. Because I had worked my Mary Kay business for five years and really had found a better world. Like, why am I beating my head against the wall in this negative world of corporate America? And mentally, I had prepared. Financially, I really had, because it was hard for me to switch from a good corporate job to a Mary Kay full time. 
and replace that when I was in this negative world. So I, I made the decision. It was in the back of my head, but it, honestly, and it's funny to even think about it. I looked, I was at a Mary Kay event and that's exactly where I was. And I'm like, I need to leave my job. And I had one of my mentors was coming into the area to go shopping. And I don't even like to shop. And so I literally said, okay, well, she's coming and I'm going to back it out to when I'm going to quit my job. And I made that decision. And my mother called me daily, like, are you sure you should do this? And I looked at what I needed to live bare minimum, like literally no Starbucks, eat peanut butter. If I have to go to my mom's and eat dinner, like what do, what does that look like? And I'm like, you know what? I can sell that. I know I can hustle and I can work. And worst case scenario, it doesn't work. I just get another job. But I was miserable, as we said, where I was for a long time. But you just kind of maintain. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of keep going. And so I made the decision to quit my job. It's November of 99. And not knowing it, but I guess God had a plan, was my dad had a major stroke in end of April last year. And because I had made that decision, made that leap and said, why not today? I was able to drop everything and be there at the hospital where it was three hours away from us and be there in rehab for three and four months. I was there twice a day, three times, I mean, three times a week taking care of them. So, you know, being able to have that flexibility to take care of family is so important. And just absolutely to say that, why not today? Because you never know. I always tell people like, have that plan B because you never know. And especially what's happened the last couple of years, you really don't know. It's true. That's true. <laughs> so let me ask you, how did you be, feel before you made the decision? And then how did you feel afterwards? Um, I always say that I'm like a consistent work in progress. So, okay. uh, but I will say this, um, I, uh, I, I've recently been diagnosed within the last two years, diagnosed with adult ADHD. And that um, kind of a lot of the pieces of the puzzle fit together once I realized that I was neurodivergent. Before that, I had been teetering on diagnoses of depression and anxiety my whole life. Um, and uh, so so that was certainly a, a struggle, especially when you're unhappy in your job and you're kind of dealing with mental health issues as well, right? So right. Um, uh, in our short time, it's kind of a, a easier it kind of is easier to kind of, you know, compartmentalize. Uh, but certainly um, that was part of my struggle. And then I think that one of the reasons why I was successfully able to say why not today was because of the support I had uh, when I was going through, you know, my own mental health uh, crises in the past. Um, once I made the decision to leave, um, I, it, was, it was really hard at first because I was also going through my injury. Um, also, uh, uh, questioning, you know, all of that time that I would have spent figuring out where am I going to go to school? What am I going to do? What's next for me? Do I want to go back to work? Do I not? I actually was dealing with my injury and dealing with the pain along that injury. Um, and so, uh, uh, that was not, that was actually probably a really bad time in my life. But I do feel like I was able during that time, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a point during that time where I said, I should go back or I wanna go back. And so I realized even though I was dealing with another type of issue, I was still happier than I was in my old job and in my old career and the, dealing with those levels 
of stress and anxiety. And so, and then once I went to school, things got better and better. And I, and now I say, like, I love my forties because I feel like every year it just, it gets better and better. I understand myself more. I'm able to spend the time on myself. I'm able to kind of do work that I know is going to improve me and improve my family's life. So yeah, now I wouldn't change it for the world, but I definitely would. I think for a lot of people, it's like easy to say I was miserable. And then as soon as I left, everything was great. And it certainly wasn't the case. It was, you know, ebbs and flows and dips and valleys and peaks and and everything in between um, to get me to kind of where I am today. And that's, that's life, you know? And I wonder if, you know, they all, you always hear things, the saying things happen for a reason. Like you got injured to slow you down, to make you have time to think, to put you in the path, to be the, you say, to get, have the injury, to go to physical therapy, to go to have a massage. So that was the path you had to go to get there. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think the great thing too was when I was on my leave of absence and broke my wrist, um, you know, I, even though I'm on a leave of absence and even though this shouldn't have been the case, if somebody called me for something, if I wasn't dealing with my injury, I probably would have helped them out and given them resources and kind of been working, even though I wasn't. Jumped right back in. Yeah. And because of it, I was, I like, I, through the pain, I, I was debilitated. I could not do, I could, I could pick up the phone to just cry through. I'm so sorry. I can't help right now. And that was it. And so in hindsight, as traumatic as that was, it was really helpful because it made me do a clean break. Yeah, literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, say that on purpose. Yeah, which so, I'm not yeah. sure if I, I'm not sure if I shared, but I, uh, I broke my wrist in multiple places and shattered it yeah. on one side and broke it on the other, and so yeah, um, I, I just wasn't sure if I shared my injury earlier, but yeah, yeah. Sometimes uh, we get forced to stop. Yep. And I guess, and that's actually what we've lived through the last couple of years, which we could do a whole nother podcast on that. We're not going there. So. <laughs> What encouragement would you have for somebody else to say, why not today? Yeah, I think, you know, it, when you're saying why not today, um, it, it doesn't mean that you have to make an immediate switch. It can, it can be a mindset shift that's starting now. So you can use the way to say, why not today? And there may be valid reasons. You may say, okay, financially, I can't do it. And then you may say, all right, wait a minute. Is that true? Or can I look at living a little bit of a different way in order to to make something happen? Or why not today? I, you know what, you can't move. Like I wouldn't move to the Bahamas right now. Right. Because I have family to take care of and that's why not today. But then that setting those, setting that mindset up so that you are able to then do the things so that you can one day say, why not today? Um, And also what are the small changes that you can make today? Because it's not linear, it's not, you know, it's not yes or no. Um, That why not today can be broken down into smaller pieces, I think. Does that make sense? Absolutely, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And I was gonna say, it's sometimes it's a why not today, so those little decisions that make big decisions um, that you said, why not today? 
and ate peanut butter one day. And you said, why not today? And drank nickel beers and moved in with your sister. So you're saying why not today, lots of little times to get you to the big, finally pivotal, pivotal, like, all right, the breaking point that this is when it's going to happen. Yeah, and I think absolutely. we need to look at that in all areas, you know, and it, those little choices and big choices. So this podcast is in honor of my dad, who said, why not today? And I'm all about connections. And that's, I learned that from him. So I was kind of thinking this morning, like, okay, you never met my dad because he passed away even before we met. But the connections that you have to my dad is kind of funny. I don't know if you've ever thought about this. So the first connection I thought of this morning is your husband went to Notre Dame. My dad went to Notre Dame. So that's a huge connection in our world because fighting Irish is everything our world was growing up. His dad was a huge Notre Dame fan. It's funny, now that he's passed away, my mom's even bigger Notre Dame fan. And then other connections is you even have a t-shirt on right now. This is obvious, you don't see it, but it says live, work, play. I don't know if that's intentional. Um, um, putting that yeah. on today. Oh, and well, then it says love. When- when listen, first of all, when I think Reston, I always think Leslie. So um, that's one thing. And um, yeah, today I have on my uh, live, work, play, love uh, shirt. Um, but with live, work, play, I know your dad was uh, extremely instrumental in. So yes, in the Reston, and I, I think I might need one of those live, work, play, love shirts. I love that. Um, and then the other connection, so yes, he was very involved in Reston, and that is kind of Reston tagline. And the other connection, I don't even know if you know this, is Meg, you recently moved to Herndon and you've been very involved in Herndon. And although my dad was a big part of Reston, people don't realize he actually worked for the town of Herndon for several years trying to do redevelopment. And ironically, it didn't happen in his lifetime, but it's fun to watch the things that he proposed that are now happening years later so we know Herndon doesn't move so fast sometimes so I love that connection that you have oh that's also. so awesome and I don't know why I didn't know that but that's amazing yeah. so, so yeah he actually yeah was part of or worked for Herndon and worked with um Richard Downer and several people in Herndon to do the development it's fun to just watch the things that are happening now that he uh in place okay so last but not least first of all thank you thank you thank you for doing this and i'm excited that you're my first guest so if um people want to find you and know more about you and your massage therapy business and how to connect with you and the other things fun things you do how do they find you and how can they find yeah you? so i'm on um social media on uh instagram and facebook um at uh nova weekend warrior without the s uh, so you can find me on those two. Uh, mo- most recent, my most recent uh, why not today was a skate shop opened, a roller skate shop just opened in Her- in Herndon, and I, as soon as it opened, I just literally out of the blue said, "I'm going to learn how to roller skate," and I so <laughs> I went and and met Katie over there, and she hooked me up with skates, and so. Um, you may see me skating out of my garage. Well, not skating yet. You may see me uh, learning how to skate out of my garage or um, potentially around town. Uh, and then um, when I'm not doing one of those two things um, or hanging at my house, uh, you can find me at my job, which is a massage and mobility studio here in Herndon. And that's Nova Weekend Warriors. And so my website is novaweekendwarriors.com. 
And uh, I love connecting with people. So if you have any questions, if you kind of, you know, just want to reach out and connect, um, any of those three ways is a great way to do that. And, um, and, and, and I'm happy to kind of have a conversation or meet up and say hello. Yay, great. Well, I'll, and I'll add, link your info when I share this on social media too. Awesome. Um, so people can find you. So another fun little fact about you, Miss Meg, which I love is be, during COVID, you moved to Herndon, have a super cute little townhouse. And the fun thing that Meg did is she took her garage and started or created a garage of Ritaville. Did I call it right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> and she's got palm trees and beach, which speaks to me in there. And I went and hung out with her one day and she, it was, I think it was end of summer. It was a little chilly, but it was, but we had, she has a blow up baby pool in there and a TV that uh, we listened to music and um, cooked on our little grill. And oh my gosh, that was so much fun. I got to come back and hang out in there. Yeah, definitely. It was a lot of fun to do. And I think it was one of those things that like during the pandemic, you had to find these little ways to kind of lift yourself up and Absolutely. kind of, you know, focus on the positive. And we don't have outdoor space. And so what we decided to do was turn our garage into an oasis that people could kind of come to and hang out with us. Um, unfortunately, I have some high risk family members and uh, it, that I need to help out with. And so uh, as kind of restrictions started to go away, I still had to be a little bit more um, strict than other people were. And that was the great way to do that. So yeah, we did a nice ombre effect on the wall and I got a palm tree wallpaper on one wall. And uh, in the winter, we put the fireplace on the uh, TV screen. And then in the <laughs> summer, we put the, um, uh, palm, you know, the, the beach scene up and music. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Definitely. Fun. A lot that of just, fun. that just speaks to who you are and how much fun you are. So <laughs> we could talk forever and ever and ever, but we want people to listen and not get overwhelmed with too long of a podcast. So thank That's you for true. being my official first visitor on episode or guest on episode number two. And I hope everybody loved hearing from Miss Meg and why not today share with us the things you're going to do the little things are the big things that you make the decision. Why not today? So thank you, Ms. Meg. Thank you.